on the slab soon enough. <laughs> Welcome, welcome, welcome to the slab. Ah, woo! <laughs> Yay, everybody else did it besides me. <laughs> ah, there you go. <laughs> so, we, we've uh, we've all decided today that we couldn't figure out an exact genre or topic to talk about because there's so many on the docket. So instead, we're gonna. Do something called hot takes and hot boxing. And you. tonight on the show we have obviously Josh. What's up, Chris? Yo, and Bobo. Hey. So what hot takes and hot boxing is all about is obviously we're going to be hot boxing in this room. That's why the fans on because we need to not set the house on fire <laughs> 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 or 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 make it think that people are or have people think that the house is on fire. So, no. Um, so just ignore the fan in the background is what I'm saying. But we're going to talk about certain things of why we love doing this. So the first question, obviously, we were talking about it is, you know, what is your favorite horror genre? Like, don't tie it to a specific movie. Just, like, have that be the, like, perfect genre that you're going to either. It's your go to. If there's nothing else to watch on, you're flipping through Shutter and you're like, you know what, I can't find anything. The first genre you run to, like, is it zombies? Is it found footage? Is it you know werewolves, vampires, slashers? You know, psychological. You know, whatever it is. Like, what is your favorite one? Like, what is the one like you want to talk about all the fucking time? I'm uh, I'm at a tie with comedy and zombies. That's well, Tucker and Dale versus Evil is fucking hilarious. Yes, oh, fuck it is. Yeah. That one is fucking pretty much. I mean, <laughs> Anna and the Apocalypse is fucking great. I like that one. <laughs> I, I, if it tells you anything, I would pay a large amount, a large sum of money to see a movie starring Matthew Lillard and Bruce Campbell together. <laughs> That'd be pretty. That funny. would be that, amazing. That would be good. Yeah. Agreed. But, like, make it zombies. And I would be able to die a happy man. That's why you like Zombieland so much, because it's a zombie comedy. Yeah, exactly. And it's a good fucking movie. No, no, Zombieland's no. my shit. I'm not going like to trash Zombieland. on Zombieland. I love that movie. I like the second one, too. So do I. Wasn't as good as the first, but they usually never are. But still, yeah. good movie. Yeah. Still a very solidly good movie. Bill fucking Murray. <laughs> Well, I guess uh, if I had to pick what's a go-to, my favorite, it'd be found footage. We've went over this if you've listened before. I fucking love found footage movies. That's a close second behind my top, honestly. It's one of them things that I can watch when I'm going to sleep. If I've seen it a thousand times, and even though it's horror and they're screaming, I can go to sleep to it. Or, like, if it's... Something like Paranormal Activity. Like, unpopular opinion. Lot, I mean, some people just don't like those movies. I fucking love them. And though it's not real, and I know it's not real, it gives you the illusion that it's fucking real. Oh, and yeah. you do a really good job. Mm-hmm. I mean, 
That's that's always my go-to, is uh, found footage horror. I just like the creativeness that they come up that they come up with with the camera work sometimes. Oh yeah. Like sometimes they they make it look like it's legit, r- real deal. Yeah. yeah. Like somebody stumbled upon this fucking video, uh, this uh, camcorder. And found this tape in, and it's just mm-hmm. these people doing this crazy shit, you know, and all the like the paranormal stuff. Yeah, it's also fun watching like if you're able to get the DVD of one of them, watching like the extras, right? Like the behind the scenes. Yeah. Like I remember watching uh the extras on the Devil's Well. Yeah. And they had talked about how the director talked about how he took like the regular, uh, basic like camera what you would use for filming. And he stripped it down to where literally all it did was just record. Yeah. And it only weighed like 15 pounds afterwards. And he put it on a, a, gim- a, gim- a gimbal at like chest level. Yeah. Yeah. And just ran it like that. And I was oh, yeah. like, who would have thought to fucking do that? Yeah. That, and that's. That's clever as shit. No, like, and found footage, like, man. A legitimate movie that scared me was Grave Encounters. Oh like, yeah, that was a legitimately that scary shit. movie, and it was found footage. Especially, uh, I think it was the second one where he just pops through the window, just yeah, yeah, that big yeah, creature thing, yeah. Like I, I need you to make that sound for me again, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> that part of my that part of that movie kind of threw me, and the only reason why it kind of threw me is because like these ghosts are supposed to be like mental patients that and their souls are trapped there mm-hmm. what the fuck was that I mean, <laughs> I, I mean maybe it maybe they try to use it as like just like a symbolism 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 <laughs> what is symbolism <laughs> i love you willem defoe boondocks please saints marry me boondocks saints <laughs> <laughs> willem defoe i will divorce my wife if you agree to marry me i'm sure he loves that <laughs> no now I'm afraid of what's in Willem Dafoe's pants okay uh, I'm not they, <laughs> I'm willing to die on that hill <laughs> don't you mean that pole hill pole <laughs> same thing what about you Bobo uh, my go to is slashers slashers I, I can I just zone out yeah. and yeah, I, right. I have seen so many different ones that you can almost interchange, and you can zone out right. for five minutes, come back, just like, oh, okay, I didn't miss much. Right, there's yeah. a set of titties, and there's a set of titties getting <laughs> chopped up. What the fuck? <laughs> Wait, I missed out on tits? <laughs> what the fuck? Hey, so... Uh, that's actually how That's how me and DJ came up with our uh, Kane Hodder being the father to himself theory. <laughs> <laughs> yes! <laughs> so, like... A classic slasher is always something you can go back to. Yeah. Not, not a single person sitting in this room is not down for watching, you know, Freddy Krueger or Jason Voorhees or Chucky or anything. Oh, hell we yeah. We can fucking Fuck time. Yeah. yeah, anytime. Anytime. Chucky anytime. is my shit. We'll sit down and watch them fucking all. They're iconic and we love them. Absolutely. Yeah. I agree with slashers full-heartedly i know why and also those are the best movies like you can throw popcorn at the screen when you get pissed off and shout at it exactly yeah. and it's just like amps you up even more <laughs> i'm pretty sure slasher is probably one of the first genre we ever watched like it was my first yeah probably dj's mm-hmm. chris's or josh's mm-hmm. I'm, uh. I'm not saying it is 
I'm just 90% of the people. Chucky. That's yeah. what they're more yeah. introduced to, and then it's... Then they start snowballing down the into or, different paths, and, and seeing if seeing if they're going to follow the beaten path or if they're going to venture out into the alleyway. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I go to the alleyway quite a bit. <laughs> yes, you do. <laughs> Don't you have your own dumpster there? <laughs> I do. It's reserved. <laughs> <laughs> the B movies, sir. <laughs> Yes, you? thanks, Jeeves. What about you, DJ? Werewolves. Werewolves, werewolves, werewolves. Fuck yeah. I fucking love a good werewolf movie. I love it when they're the bad guy. I love it when they're the good guy. That is why the it was the first genre to talk about here. My number one go-to Max. is always werewolves. You, I mean, come on. Not a single person in this room that's ever seen Dog Soldiers can tell me that's a bad movie. Dude, that's a I, fucking movie. I love that movie. movie. I know! That was the, the love first it. fucking time that it came out. Like, dude, that was one of the most amazing movies I've ever seen. The military action in it was, like, on key of how they would probably respond to a situ- situation like that. Yeah. And that one fucking, in that one British special ops guy fist fighting a werewolf and almost winning. Right? That was fucking nuts. Kicking I, his that, fucking tooth out, shit. beating him to death with a fucking frying pan. I'm like, this is awesome! God, that's such a good movie. <laughs> so here's a bit of a hot take. I still haven't seen that one. Uh, Bro! Motherfucker. <laughs> I have the movie on this computer right now. You're going to have to watch that shit. I, oh, we, like, I, we will I need snuggle. a list of everything we've we talked do. about that uh, I haven't make seen. You a list. Yeah. <laughs> How about you just go back and support the podcast by li- by re-listening to it and make it <laughs> <laughs> Hey, I do. Support yourself, Squirrel damn it. Brain, <laughs> until Squirrel Brain kicks in, I'm like, oh, I want to listen to this kind of music, not a podcast. <laughs> we, got, we, got this many, we got this many followers and only four of them are us. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, definitely werewolves. Like I said, Dog Soldiers is my favorite werewolf movie. And, that, and that's a pretty big deal considering that I didn't know it was my favorite werewolf movie until like six months ago. Really? Did you like... That movie inspired me to do the podcast. Yeah? Okay, okay. That's why I started the slabs because I was like, you know what? I was just watching a YouTube top ten. I thought it was because you were like hysterically and and like paranoially sick. (laughs) (laughs) However you say that. (laughs) Damn! Like I that that's I may the have con- had the cancer. Okay. Like that that's the conversation I remember having with you. He was we'll like, see. "Man, I was sick and I was watching movies and I was like, "Hey, let's do a podcast about this." So, DJ, how did you feel about I guess the Wolfman remake, the uh, Guillermo del Toro remake of the Wolfman? Uh that was not a Guillermo del Toro. That was um that was a Guillermo del Blanco or some shit like that. Was it? Yeah, uh, that guy who played him also played one of the um, mutant kangaroos in Tank Girl. Oh. Which one? Benicio Del Toro. Uh, the goofy one, actually. Yeah, Benicio Del Toro, yes. The, the, the one that... Uh, the goofy one. The one that ends up with Tank Girl? Yeah. Okay, yeah. That yeah, that was Benicio Del Toro. Okay. So, with that being said, I, I liked the fact that they went to a little further into... You know, Talbot's past. You know, what with his father and whatnot. I yes. did like that. I did like, you know, obviously the action and the and the gore behind it. It was a whole lot more gory. And a more realistic 
to the times of like if that were to if that were to have happened in that style of village. The creature feature did it for me. Yeah, Gr- granted, the original was like black and white, and they they did a really good job with oh, that. Oh, they one. did fantastic. Uh-huh. But the creature feature abilities we have now <clears throat> made the made the Wolfman look so much more realistic. And but I'm also a slut for practical effects as well. And the Wolfman oh, yeah, did have yeah. both. And I like that's why I loved Dog Soldiers because it was all practical and on a shoestring budget. Oh yeah. That kind of movie right there will always get me hard. Always. But you got to admit, when it comes to the CGI effects and the CGI things on low budget. You mean like American Werewolf in fucking Paris? Hey! Yeah. <laughs> hey! <laughs> Let's that calm shit's down, ama- sir. That shit. <laughs> sir. Well, you say the next word you're going to say. Let's calm down. Sir. <laughs> sir. <laughs> Sir. I thought those were both fucking amazing. Okay, so the storyline of American Werewolf in Paris was a little bit far-fetched, but I loved it. I like the first one more. Though. I'm just saying those low-budget CGI effects are still equally amazing <laughs> in they my eyes. looked like hairy, naked mole rats. Why do you think I think they're amazing? They exactly. moved like a PlayStation 1 game. Well, they weren't textured. You know what? They did their best. They were hairy <laughs> hanging on the refrigerator. They were okay, whether you like it or not. <laughs> now, I admit that that's a terrible movie. I never said I didn't like it. <laughs> I never said that. I know it's a terrible movie, but much like a fucking greasy-ass McDonald's hamburger that I know is going to stunt 10 years off my life, I'm going to take a bite of the son of a bitch anyways. Yeah. <laughs> We are now comparing <laughs> horror movies to fast food. Oh. The, you know... Let the, the jokes for the begin. Times, for the times, American Werewolf in London was really fucking good. Oh, dude. In London? Perfect. Love the transformation on it. Love the story it. The storyline behind it, period. Because that's how, that's how someone, you know, I feel like would get infected with, you know, lycanthropy. Is they'd be out... In the country somewhere, dicking around, just taking insights, be with a friend. Like, the friend get murdered, and you just get scratched yeah, trying and then, to save yeah. your friend. And then you're stuck in a foreign country, because you can't fly or anything yet. Right. Like, yeah, like, that's a that's a pretty fucked up scenario. And then turning into a werewolf, you know, like, the reason why I, I didn't so much... I, I try to stay away from American Werewolf in Paris only because... That's like people's number one hated werewolf movie, and I and I tend to like it. So I don't know. Night I'll, Wolf is pretty fucking bad. <laughs> and see, that's where my opinion differs. I hated Ginger Snaps. Uh I was torn on. Why are you looking at me like that for, Chris? He's just straight fucking broke neck over. He did. Yes, because I know Bobby I happens to. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I love it. <laughs> Oh, I fucking love all three of them. Don't even trip. I remember coming home from work one night and you and my wife are chilling out in the living room having a fucking Ginger Snaps marathon. Damn right we were. <laughs> the second one was a little bit much, but like the first one, for as low budget as it probably was, I thought it was well done. You know, I I went to fucking Family Video and bought copies of all three of them and it ended up costing me like $36 there. And uh, I took them home that night and watched all three. Well, of course you would be interested in Ginger Snaps. 
Fuck you. Yeah, <laughs> hey, hey, you know I love redheads. <laughs> but I'm piss. So I think all of you need to take a COVID test because your taste is clearly out gone. Right? Oh, <laughs> that's a good one. Oh. A little sizzle on the end of that one. Okay, so talk I, about I, a I ginger guess. snap. <laughs> so I'll I'll definitely give credit where credits due. It is a very very good coming of age story in that kind of aspects. So, but I have a lot of bitches about that movie. One of them being very personal, like I should never find a werewolf hot. I started, I started questioning if I'm a furry or not. I don't like that. I, I thought I had my sexuality. He'll tell you if you are or not. I thought that that was um, like, like figured out that point in my life. I didn't need that Xbox achievement. Like, ding, you're into that now. I didn't need that. Achievement but unlocked. Besides that personal shit, I hated the werewolf transformation. I hated the build up to it. And I hated the werewolf. I kind of it was it was mm. done very differently from others because it looked slimy. Well, yeah, it's supposed to look slimy and greasy. It's a werewolf. It lives. No, werewolves are supposed to have fur. This thing didn't have fur. Yeah, that was that it is looked, like the biggest it, it had downgrade. The name. For me. It looked like a it looked like a sphinx cat that was on dialysis. <laughs> sphinx cat that was on dialysis. <laughs> what a comparison! That's what it looked like to me. I was like, I'm not scared of that. I kind of want to give it a booster shot and nurse it back to health. You look like a you look like a Down syndrome shaved bear. Like that's what you look like. You look like the only thing I have to do is love you. <laughs> Man, tell us how you really feel about Ginger Snaps. I Preach. think he is. <laughs> I haven't hid my feelings this entire time. <laughs> and this, ladies and gentlemen, is like what is what we like to call Chitch, featuring Pastor DJ. Okay, so which poses to the next question: Why do? You, why do you have a personal love for horror? Like, what's that, like, what's that driving reason that we're all sitting in this room and talking about it? I, I would like to go first, fast, okay? Oh, go ahead. Okay, so. <laughs> Preach, brother. <laughs> I used to be scared shitless to be in the dark. Ow. And I don't know many people that aren't, and I think it's a natural fear of most people to be scared of the dark. Um, so at early age, I had to gain the acceptance that horror movies were there and I might as well just watch them. And then I started to enjoy them. And then I realized that that stuff is pretty far fetched to be real, but I love the effects. I love the storylines, um, music also. A scoring of a, a horror movie can make or break it. Because you get some of them really like C and D class horror movies with no scoring done. Yeah. And it's like quiet background. And that uh -huh. silence in the background is almost deafening. Because you're expecting to hear some sort of like suspenseful guy, yeah, tone. Yeah. Guy behind a, a wall key. with a violin. Right. You know? yeah. A musical key. Exactly. So that's always big for me. And you know... Um, well, also in that aspect, you got to think of like the movie The Babadook didn't have oh, that yeah. big of a score. A lot of it was all silent. But 
it fits that narrative of the movie well, because were, it's it's quiet paranoia. You were, that, getting, that you was were getting deafened first... by that child screaming for half of it. All right, look, that little fuck, <laughs> I was hoping he would die, all right? That but was the first what? movie that scared me in, like, almost 20 years. Yeah. But you know fucking what? That little kid actor is going fucking places. Oh, hell yeah. Because he was so convincingly of a little shit that even I wanted to beat his ass. Like, bitch, you're giving me postpartum. (laughs) Like, I regret she birthed you. (laughs) And I'm like, damn, he's a good actor. Like, dude, that's... Maybe she should give you up to him. (laughs) (laughs) I like... like, Fuck you. I I also used to have nightmares. And, you know, Mm. I became self-aware that I was dreaming and having nightmares. So, after... Getting a certain age, I was able to get, like, I was able to dream, and I could dream all that scary shit, but it was like, I wasn't freaked out because I had complete control of the situation. And with horror movies, I know there's other people out there that are just as twisted upstairs as I am that think of this crazy shit and have nightmares about this crazy shit constantly. And that's a big drive that I'm not the only one that thinks this shit's fucking awesome. Clearly... You know, yeah, and it, it, like, if you don't mind, I'm I'm gonna go ahead because that coincides with why I love it. Go ahead. It's because there there's a huge fan base out there that really really matches what you are. It gives you kind of a sense of being. Because if you look at like in the in the world of media, horror is like on the bottom rung of everything. Mm-hmm. Because everybody wants a dramatic role or an action role or, or, or something that's going to be a guaranteed blockbuster, historic movie. That comedy role. Yeah, or a yeah. giant comedy role. Exactly. But, but you can fit all those genres into horror. Exactly. Yes. But can you fit horror into those genres? You can't. Right. It's always going to be dominated by that horror. It's always going to be. Mm-hmm. And that's what I love about this genre so much is because people... Horror just don't give a fuck. It really doesn't. But it inspires so much. And so many things have been driven from it that I think it's larger than any fucking Saving Private Ryan movie. Like, And, and like, don't get me wrong, I watch more than just horror. I really do. Can confirm. Yeah. But... It, it, you can't... I watched The Kingsman because I liked the movies. But I didn't feel like, oh, man, that was awesome. I'm going to go seek out another action movie to watch. No, I don't. I have kind of had the same feeling with comedy, too. With horror, though, I can watch The Puppet Master. I'm like, man, that was awesome. Now I'm going to watch Demonic Toys. I get that role on it. I get that, like, man, I, I, I want to keep watching this. Because I love how the artistic endeavors are behind it. I love that this genre is the scrappiest little genre in the fucking world. I love that somebody can make a baller-ass movie with $50,000. I love that. I love that these people are so fucking creative that they get to do or have their foot in what they love. I love the artistic behind it. I completely agree with you there. Yeah, It's so... It's so anti-culture and negative, and I love it. And for the longest time, I didn't want people like, oh, that's all he watches is horror movies. Oh, he's one of those guys, and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, I, I so didn't want to be that guy. And I'm like, you know what? I am that guy. I'm that guy. Man, that's you respawned my, you respawned my uh, love of anime. Yeah. 
<laughs> <laughs> so yeah, like I'm I'm totally that guy. Horror is the passion. It is. Yeah. It, it mm-hmm. it's horror is the only genre you can be truly passionate about. Cause there's so much you can do with it. It's horror is a blank slate that you can paint whatever image you want on it. Yeah. And it doesn't even have to look scary. But the message can be scary. Yeah. The acting yeah. can be scary. You know, the the special effects can be scary. Yeah. Hell. Like Kazam, where Shaq plays a genie. That is the scariest <laughs> horror movie there is. <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't expect people to watch Shaq make it rain McDonald's <laughs> on a small child. Because I feel as though he's done that in real life. Just, oh yeah, Mickey D's. Foof. <laughs> or in Grown Ups 2 when, he, when uh, he's going through the car wash. Yeah. And the girls soaping him up are, uh, are teenagers. <laughs> That's a little cringy. <laughs> But yeah, what about you two? I'll go. Um, okay, I'm, I'm going to be honest. I have like 85,000 like different things running through my head. So I can clear myself a little bit more. What exactly was the question again? Why oh, do you um, <laughs> love or enjoy horror like, as a genre? What, what, what drives, as a genre, what drives it? For you to be sitting here in gotcha. front of me, okay, and talking about it exclusively. So, a big thing for me is childhood. My family just didn't like it. Like it was looked upon very negatively, like not just in my household, but like in my whole ass family. So, and me being me. If you know me even just a little bit, uh, if you tell me to do something, I'm going to do the complete fucking opposite. Just because I can, and fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> I have been that way since birth. Thank you, Daddy. <laughs> You're welcome, son. <laughs> <laughs> but so yours pretty much stems from. I was just out of spite for out of spite because I'm because, gonna watch it even harder now <laughs> <laughs> because my family said no. I was like, you know what, fuck y'all. But so Texas it, Massacre! Yeah. <laughs> so it mainly stemmed from that and. It was just one of those, like, once my dad found out, I, I, once my dad found out, I was okay, sneak, so I was sneaking, watching horror movies. He was like, then he started introducing more and like. So did they treat horror movies like coming out of the closet in your fucking house? Like, <laughs> not to that extreme. <laughs> like, dad, I like Jason Voorhees. <laughs> not in my house, you know. <laughs> oh my God. We are a as a parent. <laughs> So, so through my eyes as a child, that's what it felt like. But in reality, it was uh, just they didn't like the gore, and like they didn't like being scared and shit. So, yeah, they just didn't. They just didn't like it. Whenever it was on, or whenever they would see it, they would click it off. And they thought it was like schlocky and like, oh, you, the people. Why would people stoop this low to make this garbage and this trash? And yeah, like, whatever like, happened to John Wayne? You know? Or they're fucking, yeah, exactly. Or like, they're fucking scared shitless of it. I yeah, mean, to be real, like I said, my I I think I brought this up before in a previous podcast. My mom and dad watched Salem's Lot, 
And my dad had a fucking nightmare so extreme that he got up in his tidy whiteies. I remember this. Ran yeah. Out yeah. The fucking door and ran, got in his car and left. And I'm like, bumped out. You know, maybe like. Some of these people are just not like men- older generations, not mentally like capable of comprehending what's going on. Yeah, that maybe that's a reason. And Salem's Lot's a good book and a good movie. Yeah, agreed, it is. I love the movie. I have it on I DVD. It. Yeah, I love Salem's Lot. It was legitimately terrifying. It had that good slow burn to it. The vampire was fucking creepy as all hell. I want I want to get the uh, the cover for it, like the DVD cover. Yeah. I actually want to get that tattooed somewhere. Put it right above your junk. (laughs) (laughs) Silhouette above the house. Popping out of the sun, (laughs) or make it like right at the bottom of your butthole. Make your butthole the sun. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) You're about to see my Salem's lot. That's going to be a tramp stamp. Just the, just him, just him over with the with in the silhouette. With the silhouette of the house underneath him. Yeah. Yeah. Arrow pointing down uh, your ass crack. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the real Salem's lot, motherfucker. <laughs> yeah, I call this the Salem's back lot. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. All right. What about you, Bobo? Um, I've been trying... I, I've been doodling ideas for shit. <laughs> You're fine. I, I was you trying are. to think about it. You are our resident artiste. And I think, I never wrote down my answer for this, because I was like, yeah, I'll just go off the cuff. So, horror just lets, opens up a part of my brain that I never, this is going to sound crazy, but it lets me live vicariously. I grew up, I, I was scared of everything I when it. I growing up. Yeah, feel it. Like, I never wanted to do anything because I didn't want to get hurt. And when I found horror, I'm like, I I get to enjoy this without the pain. Yeah. yeah. Agreed. So, like, like, I'm a puss when it comes to real life blood and guts and gore. If someone, like, they're, someone breaks their leg out here in the yard, uh-huh. I'm turning yeah. away and probably puking. Yeah. But or put me in a haunted house. Or if your best friend falls off of a ladder and face first into concrete. <laughs> no, you had a ladder there to catch your fall. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> that ladder definitely broke my fall, and I broke the ladder, and guess what else broke? My fucking wrists against the ground. I didn't. Yeah, well, you played it off very well. I didn't know you. <laughs> <laughs> and you know what happened 10 minutes later after I was done sitting down and realizing I almost just died? I climbed up on another fucking ladder. <laughs> yeah. I got to get the shit. Get done, damn! <laughs> but it just it, horror in general. Let let me. I have a very overactive imagination, anyways. Not a bad thing. I, not always. Yeah. Sometimes, yes. I overthink a lot of things and talk myself out of a lot of things too. Felt. But it's a bittersweet frenemy. Yes. <laughs> but like, if I see this stuff in real life, I'm like, no, not for me, dude. But put me in a haunted house or in a movie where yeah. I get to act out this shit. Yep. I, it, for me, that feels like a healthy coping mechanism more than actually going out and doing the shit. And if any of y'all ha- haven't seen uh, Bobby's uh, butcher scene or his butcher act for oh, yeah, haunted when houses... He, yeah, what- Oh my god. Yeah. He's, am- I, he's amazing. I, when I opened up my own haunted attraction years ago, I gave Bob his own cabin. 
Like, it's in our own separate room. And then if you're in a haunt and you go it by scene by scene by scene, like how we did, having your own non-attached scene, something... It was a big deal. It's a huge deal. Yeah. Because... You're, you're the star. Yeah. Like, like, that's a big privilege. It really is. Like, that is your baby, essentially. Like, we only had three people with their own scene, with their own legitimized cabins and 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 wasn't it like a wasn't it like a solid like 10 15 minute like no no run through the entire run through was about 10 minutes yeah roughly i I got a good solid what three minutes you got in real and realistically like in horror speak not everybody runs their horrors like how i did (laughs) (laughs) speech impediment I was smacking bitches and turning tricks. <laughs> <laughs> yes, turning daddy. Tricks are, hit turning tricks and treats. But <laughs> okay, so I gave everybody a designated time to do their scare and move the group along. Just because we were working with so much limited and we had to time everything just right. Now, there was only... That's smart. Now, the beginning scene has got to be the scariest. That's got to get them on their toes. That's, gotta, uh, that's got to get their blood pressure completely up. That's got in the, and that's what we had. The opening was its own entirely separate cabin that was hand built outside. Like we built an entire structure for this. So, and then usually they would go inside the big building where all the attractions were. Smoke break. And they would, uh, <laughs> yeah, sorry. And they would. <clears throat> walk through and be like scene 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 everything was kind of built onto itself mm-hmm. and there was only three scenes that were not built onto other ones they had their own like little sh- or four of them they had their own little shtick and they had their own little thing that goes around and it throws people off and gets them off of their cuff and bobby was one of them because it, nobody could run that scene like bobby could i only i only went through it once but like how you were describing that and like Going back the one time I went through it, it almost felt like those different rooms was just like complete randomness from what the central theme of the haunt yeah, was. Yeah, and that's pretty much what it was. Like it was a complete off. Like the main theme is this way, but like the yeah. separate rooms so, are just like, oh hey, by the way, here's this fuckery. So it's like a filler episode almost. Yeah, in a story yeah. arc. Like Bobby would do his whole shtick, and you know, and you know. Big guy, leather bound mask, bloody as hell, fake body parts hanging everywhere. That's, real nice. That's hot. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Oh, <coughs> real. You gotta tell the story since we're on the topic. I, I will here in just a second. I'm just gonna describe how the how the haunt actually worked real quick. And then we'll um then I'll go to that quick uh quick, quick story and then we'll get we'll jump right back on. But um <laughs> but so you would Bobby's scene was he, he kept you on your toes. He kept them primed. Uh, he would scare the piss out of people. And they would... Now they're going into this giant building where they don't know what the fuck <laughs> to expect now. Mm-hmm. They just hit two separate buildings completely. And now they're going into a big warehouse. And so when they first get in there, it's just a prop scare. You know, guy vibrating on a fucking... <laughs> a guy vibrating on a fake electric chair. And then we had a... We had the scene from... Nightmare on Elm Street 3, welcome to prime time, bitch. bitch. We had that, you know, we had a whole 
scene built just I for that. I imagine that was Joey's. Oh, yeah, that was Joey's. Yeah. <laughs> that man put love behind that prop. I am not. No, oh, I was yeah. like, that is yeah. perfect. He <laughs> went out and bought a CRT TV and smashed it with a fucking sledgehammer just so he can shove a doll's head in there. Nice. Like, he, he put love into this scene, made a bracket, hung the TV up, every fucking thing. He put so much. I'm like, no, we have to hang that up. That That is too good to not. But then they take a sharp right turn, and they're in this, like, almost like a post-apocalyptic scene. There's a bunch of fog, a bunch of smoke, a bunch of air raid noises. Tony would kick open a fucking door wearing a gas mask, but he ended up just looking like a really shitty mosquito. (laughs) 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 What the fuck? Shit. (laughs) Just look up the fucking music video from the gorilla's rhinestone eyes, and you'll... That's exactly how he looked. I'm not going to. I'm not going to name. I'm not going to name drop. But wasn't there a cat that uh, would vape and try to like slowly like blow smoke like through okay. his fucking mask or some shit? As much as we have our differences with that guy, that was dope. That was. It that, looked. That it looked. People. It looked cool. But I mean, like it, he, he has the he has the record for being the only person in the haunt to have a gun point on his head. This is so, true. So this is true. He, he did his job very well. Yeah. <laughs> he got a slow applause from me. <laughs> that was a good job. But then you would go through this, like, um, we had a coffin scene that was just a prop scare. And we used to have a real body, like a real person laying in there that would pop out and scare people. But it started getting, like, really dangerous. And there was a couple people that got really triggered by it because they'd just, like, gotten back from a funeral and... So we're like, we'll just make it a prop scare, not a big deal. Then they'd have like the uh, the scorned lover would be the next one. The one directly next to that would be the... Um, Wasn't it the dolls? Yeah, the dolls. The next one after that would be the dolls, because then that's where that um, game show torture scene was. And that one kind of, yes and note it. Like, it, it had its moments of being pretty damn scary. And um, then they'd go into the maze. And the maze was like the midpoint coup de gras of this fucking haunt because we had meters as Killzo the Clown, a fucking seven foot three clown that is goofy and in your face. Like this man paint this man's allergic to face paint and he painted his face every single fucking night for that. The dedication he showed was fantastic. And then we had Trevor who is a six seven motherfucker so we had these two big fucking clowns that would make this that would make people walk through this shitty three door maze, and like it, they'd always choose the wrong. Not one person guessed right the entire fucking time. <laughs> That's also because every night meters put the love into changing the maze. He'd switch walls out. He'd switch scares out. He would do this because he didn't want want it to be predictable. I loved that about him. And I never, I always tried yeah. to change mine up. Yeah, there's just a lot enough. of there's a lot of people that fucking repeat. And then just to fuck it, well, I, I'm one of those people. I would repeat mazes just to figure out the inaccuracies. There was a face off scene that kind of. It was like it, a flip of a coin. Sometimes you get sometimes, the heads. Yes, <laughs> yeah. It, it was. Eh. Then there was the shotgun scene where it was behind a piece of plexiglass, and I'd fire a pop cannon, and then. It'd eject a air pressure pump and it'd shoot brains all over the plexiglass. That was kind of cool. 
but it was quick. But the last scene was the doctor scene where he would get crowd in, interaction and make them stick their hands in an actual uh, cadaver that we had. We had a training, uh, we had a surgical train cadaver. And so when they'd stick their hands in the intestines, it felt like intestines uh-huh. looking for a key to the door to the exit yeah. that never existed. And then he'd chase them the fuck out. It was, it, it was, it was, it was a really good haunt the way it, the way it ran. But Bobby has to stay a butcher because we worked at another haunt together, and he was the ending scene. So this is how good Bob actually is, because the ending scene is the most important scene in the haunt. By far, you got to end on the highest note you can. And Bob's was the ending scene I because of how... I love watching him work over there at Fuzzies. No, this wasn't at Fuzzies. No, Not this at Fuzzies? Was, no. Uh, this was, uh, kid went crazy. What was his name? Vinny. Vinny. This was, uh, not my cousin Vinny. Um, <laughs> so, I was a, uh, pop scare at the very end as a, uh, suicide victim. I had a real gun and everything. <laughs> like, realistically, it was dangerous as fuck. But I was firing into the ground, I'd lay there, and I'd have smoke pour out of my mouth, and, oh yeah, it, it looked fucking terrible. And then I'd pop up and scare him. But I could hear everything in Bob's haunt. Because I'm like 15 feet away from the from the entrance, sitting down. A little farther away than we are right now. Yeah. So uh, not even 15 feet then. So we're looking at like 10 feet. And then it would curve and that's where they exit. So I'm not saying this to be racist. But black people are the easiest people to fucking scare in a haunt. I and will I agree. Love they have the uh-huh. best reactions. The absolute <laughs> best reactions. And they are the cool. I've never, ever once been punched <clears throat> by a black dude or a black woman. I've had a lot of little white girls try to whip my ass. Yeah. I had uh, a Mexican I, punch me in the butt one day. <laughs> <laughs> I will say, uh, coming from the mind of like a scarer and like a haunt yeah. worker, um, when you get a group of when you get a group of black people, it is that's that's the group you're like, I'm going to have fun with them. They're, they're the best. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I like scaring everybody. And it's not even fun like I'm going to try to scare the absolute fuck out of them. It's just, I'm just going to fuck with them. One big thing for me, I've never worked at a haunt, but I, I like the practical joke sometimes uh, on people, especially when they really deserve it. <laughs> so uh, there was this there was this lady that worked at this gas station with me, and I hadn't had a day off in like a fucking month. Everybody was too afraid to work third shift, except for me. So I was like, "Look, I need a fucking night off." All right. Was so, this over at VP? This was over at Speedway on the east side. Oh, uh, okay. About yeah. Nine years ago, I, I, when I worked okay. the first time, um, and there there was this girl named Cynthia. That worked the one day I asked for off on third shift, and I just spent it partying, really. Me and some <laughs> friends drank a little bit, smoked a little bit of weed, watched a few movies, and I got a wild hair in my ass. I wanted to go scare somebody, and not, like, scare them, hurt them, but just scare, just scare them, because I feel like it'd be funny. You wanted to... <laughs> so, I, uh, I had this really fucked up looking clown mask and it had a wig with the rainbow curly hair and a big red like fucked up nose and yellow jagged teeth and stuff and it fit perfect to my face 
So, on the side of the building where the registers are, there's a window that faces another another business. And you can sneak up from behind that building and get right in the window and look in at the cashier while they're working. So, I waited till about 4 o'clock in the morning and got my mask and drove up there and waited till the perfect time when she wasn't paying attention and I got up to the window glass and I put my hands up and pressed the big red fucked up nose against the glass and just started like doing jazz fingers or whatever <laughs> on the glass to get her attention. Spirit fingers. She, turned, she was in the middle of taking re- cash, cash out of the register and putting it in the safe. She turned around when she heard <laughs> and fucking screamed and threw money everywhere. And I was just like, <laughs> and I fucking ran off. I got in my car and left. I wasn't. Even, I didn't even tell her it was me. She never. She would never work another third shift again after that. I swear. I swear. She refused to work. So you didn't tell her it was you to damage her for life. Pretty much. She'll, nice. You want a real reason to not want to work third shift? Here you go. Oh. Anyways, quickly back to the story. Um, so Bobby used to carry this huge hunting knife on a, on his hip for the for the prop. And so we get this group of older, churchy black ladies coming in, which are the fucking best. I love them so much. And they're already hyperventilating, entering this fucked up, rickety-ass, skid-built cabin. And... They get through the fucking curtain, and wa- and Bobby walks out of his little, his little thing a thing, his, his little My like little cubby. his little cubby hole, and I'm hearing her pat her own damn chest, <laughs> and I look over, and she is going, "Oh Lordy, is that a knife? Is that real? Oh Lordy, that's not real!" And fucking Bobby, the the whole time they're walking Sing. in, I'm using a sharpening steel. Just making the sound, not looking at them until they're in there. I look up, I hear that, and magically, the knife goes from point up to point (coughs) down. I don't think I even moved my hand and stabbed the pallet next to me. And she goes, oh, no, it's real. Oh, it's real. I'm fucking losing it. Like, you can hear a corpse giggle that night. I didn't even scare him after that. I was like, fuck. I was just sitting down. I was like, fuck it. The exit's that way. <laughs> Sorry, y'all. I'm I'll just give you a pass this time. I'm I guess prom. you got scared. <laughs> I ain't real. That's definitely in uh, the top three of oh, what man. I've made people that do while so, working a haunt. That was so fucking great, though. All right, so. Oh, God. 20, <laughs> 2022. As, as of 2022, do you think this was a good year for horror? So, I'll take this first one. Yeah. I didn't really watch much in 2022. I just, Fair enough. I was either busy working or just. Being on a horror I go podcast. Off having an off day and just didn't want to watch horror. That's fine. So so you're indecisive. Yeah, like I saw a few good ones, watched a few old ones that I just enjoyed. Yeah. I guess we're just going to have a movie night here soon. We watched two movies back to back. Yeah, I was yeah. down with that. 
Well, it's also like I think it was one of the better years. Like we haven't had mm-hmm. a we haven't had so many solid movies that like in a row in a long time. Like come on, I, I'm even pulling for Terrifier 2. And that's bad. Like it's bad when it's like damn, that was actually kind of a okay movie. Like <coughs> aside from the stupid ass plot, I was like otherwise solid gore, good acting. It's like fuck, man. All right. And then we have, like, Barbarian, which is just a batshit crazy movie. Huh. I'm going to tell you right now. I'm going to tell you right now. We brought this up before We brought this up before the podcast tonight. About three years ago, I saw a Reddit or something like that about a town in Detroit that had a whole, like, part of the fucking, uh, like, a part of a city block just abandoned cars and everything because of some creature that the supposedly some creature was... Picking off kids, men, women, and children, and they were just going missing with, you know, vanishing without a trace. So, when I watched Barbarian, like, that story instantly came to mind, and it really makes me wonder, you know, is there something crazy going on out there in Detroit that we're not seeing, and it's not spoke of for a reason? Uh, but I, dude, I fucking love Barbarian. The whole concept behind it being loosely based off of true events when you say that there is an abandoned neighborhood in Detroit. That's about as loose as you can factually say it. But the fact that there was already a previous story that somebody has said was real in the past really, you know, speaks to me about that movie. Yeah, and mm. that and that is a, like I said, it was a batshit crazy movie. I mean, being forced bre- breastfed... What? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 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 ah! Ah! No! That rotten titty milk. Yeah, <laughs> there's hair. In it. <laughs> yeah. God, it's like breastfeeding off of me. <laughs> 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 but all these just good, solid movies. Black phone. We did an entire episode just on the black phone. Uh huh. You know, fucking amazing. Even Halloween ends. Yeah. Like everybody's like. Yeah. And I guess that's a guilty pleasure of mine, is I really liked that movie. And also Halloween Ends, we did review that as well. Yeah, we did review. I'm going to go ahead and try to recreate what I said earlier. (laughs) (laughs) Damn it. (laughs) All right, here we go. All right. Now, Halloween Kills. It had the three fucking masks from Halloween 3. Right? Yeah. Everybody fucking saw that, those three kids with their fucking heads hanging. You know? Yeah. Everybody saw that. So, when... I heard they were going to do Halloween Ends. I just assumed they were going to bring to light the correlation between Halloween 3 and the rest of the movies. Because we all know it just started as Michael Myers and they were trying to do different Halloween stories. But 3 got made and everybody wants to have to face facts. That is there. But I did not receive my fucking explanation for those masks being in there when supposedly that movie had nothing to do with Michael Myers. At all. I want the explanation. I don't want fan fiction. I want... They're going to have to make another goddamn movie. <laughs> I mean, they're going to have to glue his ass back together or something and explain. <laughs> put him in a fucking, like, meat bag and just put, put him in a jumpsuit and just throw him at people. They're going to explain where the fucking mask came from. All right, I'm done, I'm done now. I'm done Fucking Michael Meyer grenade meat bags. <laughs> I'm done now. Sorry. Fuck. Damn it. I'm not sorry. (laughs) 
Michael Meyer meat grenades. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> Two for ten. <laughs> Instead of a whistle and an explode, it's a flap and a splat. <laughs> Just, yeah. I will say, I will say, I will say the best, and, I, and I'm not, I don't like seeing bad things happen to kids, but that kid was kind of a dick, and the way he flapped yeah. the floor, yeah. that was fucking priceless. That was fucking priceless. Uh, you know, it was complicated, <laughs> and then at the same time, you're like, oh, shit! <laughs> <laughs> Fuck me! <laughs> I like, I like, I like. Man, I missed out on a lot in 2022. <laughs> exactly what Josh was saying. It shouldn't have been this funny. <laughs> oh, God. But still, the fact that 2022 was so good to horror that people started actively listening to more and more horror podcasts. I'm just happy that they slowed down on the fucking remakes. Well, it's not that. What I'm saying is... um, No, I'm just saying my little little tidbit. I'm just happy they slowed down on the fucking remakes. But if 2022 wasn't as good, good as a year as horror was, this show wouldn't be as popular as it is. We're really not even that popular. Realistically, we're not, but we got we got the followers that we got. And shout out to our twelve people. Oh, we got more than that. (laughs) Sponsor us, raid. We'll do it. I won't. I will not bend the knee to Daddy Raid. (laughs) Buy a Ridge Wallet. But, I'm um, supporting the Carbon X watch. <laughs> about, I actually want one of those. What about you, Chris? Like 2022. Oh, I already said it. Did yeah. you? Yeah. Okay, so there wasn't that many remakes. With that being oh, that's, said, that's that's just how yeah. you felt about. It. You're glad there was not a lot of remakes. Yeah. All right. Cool. All right, yeah. So there's that. um, there, there's a final question here that we're gonna have to all put our heads together on. <laughs> <laughs> Tip to tip. I can't reach, guys. Get closer. Just the tip. Gingerly touch tips. <laughs> Anyways. Uh, um, I'm tired of the ginger. So I'm, I'm, <laughs> yes, I hate the human I race. I love you, boo-boo. <laughs> okay. Once you get a soul, I'll treat you like a person. <laughs> <laughs> I still love you, though. Yes. Turn the air conditioning on. I got hot in here. I got hot in here. I feel the flame. <laughs> Yeah, darker all the shade you've been throwing. Damn. Anyways. So, hypothetic hypothetically, we have... Hypothetically. We have a million dollars to make a movie. Oh, shit. Us four. <laughs> Which ain't I, shit. I you. might not be making a movie. <laughs> uh. No, I mean, let's just say that we have that kind of budget. This is the budget we're looking at. Okay. And we have to release a movie in 2023 by Halloween 2023. Okay. And knowing what we know about 2022 and what kind of direction we have to go, what would be a th- <coughs> what would you guys think would be a good movie for that kind of low of a budget? Like what kind of creativeness can we think of? You know where I'm going to go. You know I'm going to take my fat ass to found footage town because for as low of a budget as you got, uh-huh. You could do some pretty fucked up shit with a million dollars, and you get a lot of local people that really don't act and just be dead or yeah. be killed. 
And you make, like I said, we've gone over this before, make it so realistic that, you know, it alarms people. Uh-huh. I want, yeah. You know, I don't want, I wouldn't say I wanted, we wanted to get banned, but I wanted to get banned in some places for being too much. You know what I'm saying? So, I mean, surpass House of a Thousand Corpses. Nothing against your Mr. Rob Zombie, but I want to make okay, something so, that just absolutely... We want to make you look like a bitch. I didn't say that. He said that. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so we're I gonna, am not with him. Okay, so <laughs> are, are we all in agreement that it would be, starter for starters, a found footage movie? Oh, I want to hear what everybody else was. Yeah, was. like I, I was just putting my I was just putting my titty bit in like Chris. Yeah, did we're, we're have to. Yeah, this is we we have to figure out the genre real quick, and we're all gonna have to come to a compromise. <clears throat> so I'll just next. I'd say a decent, low budget slasher. Um. Yeah. Keeping it local, obviously. Um, couple of us wearing a couple different hats. So like. Like actually, about, like hats, like <laughs> yeah, as I like, like, like hats. There is a smaller. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. A ru- Russian Me- nesting doll of just hats, <laughs> of just hats? No. motherfucker. Metaphorical. Ha- like, good God. Anyways, we all wear masks metaphorically. <laughs> metaphorically. The name right. of this episode is, uh, I believe, hot takes and a uh, hot boxing. So, excuse me, sir. (laughs) Anyways. So, think about it like, I think it's it's about time for a good, a true-to-life B-movie slasher. We haven't had one of those in a long time. Now, would it be just like, now would the slasher itself just kind of like be a... Rip off of a well-known slasher, or no. what, or what we like make its its own thing. Original. Okay. Totally. Totally. I mean, we can make our. So. We can have our own lore, and, and have Richmond be inclusive in everything. Yeah. What about um? What about a found footage slasher? I like that. So. Like that. So like. Because I think that's our two camps right here. Oh, yeah. Because me and DJ are more slashery. Chris and Josh, I see more... After reading, listening through, you guys are totally in the uh, found footage. Okay. So, so I think that would be our good middle ground right there, okay. personally. So I, I have an idea. I'm going to assign each of us a job. And if you don't like it, just let me know. So... I'd say, like, Bobby, me personally, I'd have Bobby be the slasher. Mm-hmm. Because. In agreement with that. Because, no offense, Bob, it's your body shape. Like, imagine it, like, oily and dirty, and you you're wearing a fucking Only, mask. only yeah. under hey, the up, condition it I is. I can only get so erect right now. <laughs> <laughs> only under the condition that it is a, uh... A, a revision, a, re- yeah, yeah, a revision of the butcher. Okay. Okay. So, so Bobby would be the butcher that he did in his haunts. Yeah. Also, like a like a remake. I, I actually, it'd be like, like kind of like a local. Uh, it, it would be a local thing because people know Bobby as the butcher. Yeah. 
but and that keeps in with the local theme. But I'd also make you like prop master as well. Okay. Like you're going to be the one in charge of like making the gore, and like how the slits are like because of how creative you actually are. Like you, if you're going to kill somebody, you're going to have an idea of what it's going to look like. So you're going to capitalize on that. It kind of gives you that like you're the main feel. Like personally, I'd have Josh direct it. I'd love the I I'd love all the directions he would take it in. He he knows better than any of us sitting here of like Does how that mean Josh gets legit. the megaphone? That means what? Does that mean Josh gets the megaphone? Yes, yes, Josh would get the megaphone. Oh fuck. <laughs> <laughs> so may I propose something? May we take a commercial break so we can get the dogs under control and uh, we'll come back to this? Yep, give me one second. Dogs are quiet now. And <laughs> I'd say that Josh definitely would be the director because he, he's better at anybody sitting in this room to know how to make this movie go into the direction of being banned, of, oh, of yeah. his ultimate goal. Like, I trust that he's going to take whatever the story is and he's going to make it something more, more gory, more realistic than any uh-huh. of us could. That's just, I love that's just how his mind works. Chris, I definitely make you like cameraman, on-site locator, like director of photography kind of thing, because you do have a great eye for that. Talent locator. Yeah, absolutely. Like you would pick like, okay, we're going to do it here. We're going to do it here. We're going to have this kind of outfitting going on. We're going to put some plastic down. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like... Like, you'd be the one that would be responsible for where our next shooting location would be. Gotcha. <clears throat> so, what would you... Now, could I say you and I be in charge of stunts? Yes. Yeah. Because you know all the safety behind it, and we all know I'm dumb enough to fucking do it. Yeah. I mean, I mean, we, we, had, ta- we had talked about, and we had even, like, like, like scouted places around the area to like do our own film before and a scene we had thought about what involved being thrown off of me being thrown off of a bridge into extremely fucking dangerous waters that if you don't hit the spot just right uh you did yeah I've been in situations like that. <laughs> and, and, like, and, like, we were even talking about, like, we had, like, a whole, like, rope pulley system, like, built into place and all that and everything. Yeah, so, like, once the and current the, picks the you only... up, it can pull you to shore. Yeah, and I yeah. was all down for it, but you guys were just like, no, you guys wouldn't let me. <laughs> I'm a peacock. You gotta let me fly. <laughs> gotta let me spread my wings to fly, Captain. Yeah, I don't want to explain to your children why I killed, your, why I killed you, all right? <laughs> so Why'd what? you kill Daddy? It was his idea. <laughs> So what, so what they would, would believe guys, it though. They'd be like, "Yeah, I can see it." What would you guys want to see? Would you want to see it from the killer's uh, aspect, or would you want to see it from the victims, or you just want to be like watching everything go down? I, I, I was, I would say a third footage, party. Third party. Yeah, I would definitely say third party. Give it a more, give it more of an actual like film. Yeah. Well, how about um, like a, like a mo- like something you sit down and like a movie. I'm, I'm thinking it would be a little bit more um, a, a little bit more different if we if we did it with the killer's view, like have him kill somebody with a recording camera, and then he just 
picks up the camera and sets it into certain places. And then like three minutes goes by and the victim walks past in the camera frame and he comes out and kills him. Yeah. Like, yeah. and then he picks the camera back up and like he's oh, setting he's up his own diopter shots and shit. Making his own snuff films. Yeah, making his own snuff films, exactly. Okay, yes. okay. Yes, definitely. I, I had a bit of an idea. Yes. What's Hear up? me out. So, if we go back to the beginning of the podcast and we say my, uh, what I said about I got to live out the fantasies of killing yeah. someone without killing someone. Yeah. That's the premise of the movie. Like, I'm a scare actor who's actually killing people. You've come, you've come to and the you end get, of like, finding pleasure and doing it for fun. Now you want to do it for real. Yeah. And, like, you have the people come through who are, like, the influencers who'll come through with their cameras and yes. be like, Hey, I'm at this haunt. Check it out. Yeah. Well, I kill one. That's, like, my first kill. Bobby kills hipsters. You sneak into the haunt and pretend you're one of the... Okay, so... But it just keeps building. Like, okay, with, yeah. with, that, with that idea, and hear me out, this is why I appoint myself the writer to this movie. Imagine it like this. Imagine a time lapse going from somebody who snapped in a haunt. So we'll just say circa when haunts were big, 2012. Gotcha. So like yeah. 10 years ago. And same, t- that, same time found footage was really big too. Yep, yep. And the biggest thing in 2012 was like going on like Facebook Live. Yeah. Yep. And like having these people yeah. go on old school, like that's how the framing setup is the old Facebook Live, and you kill somebody in the haunt that way. But then fast forward it through time, you're never caught. And now you officially go from yes, this fucker existed to urban legend. And then we introduce like, oh hey, I'm in the woods of that person TikTok bullshit. Make yeah. it a TikTok challenge. Fuck yeah. And you get to uh. kill people on TikTok challenges. With also having your own perspective. I I can see that. Me too. Yeah. That'd be badass as fuck. Okay. You know how yeah. cheap we can make a movie like that for? Well, I, I- Okay, no, I could okay. use TikTok in an actual movie or not well, without having certain licensing. Actually, you 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 can you can't. So we'd have to call it something else. Schmickschmack. <laughs> well, no. Schmickschmack. <laughs> no, like um, like call Smeagol. it like, Call it. You can actually call it TikTok, but spell it T I C K. Yeah, T O C K. Yeah, actually spell it out, TikTok. Because then you're not, in, as long as the logos don't look similar, then you're not infringing. Uh-huh. I gotcha. So, with that being said, make that the challenge. Like, yeah, we're going to, you know, go into, the, you know, we're going to touch the cabin challenge or some stupid shit like that. And, like, a lot of people's done it and it's gotten away with it, but, like, there's even more influencers, cell phones and shit laying around. And I would actually hire a couple of decent TikTok influencers like Dylan B. Harris. Somebody that's got a lot of followers that's he can actually do a TikTok, you know, about it while being like, hey, this is actually in a movie, too. So I would do shit like that. Like, have a couple decently, not the biggest ones. Like, we're not going to get, like, the fucking Island Boys, because that would be a real murder. <laughs> Fuck that shit. <laughs> but they would talk to me, and I would kill them. <laughs> well, maybe we oh, should. Oh, they're going to be on social media after they hear that. Oh, fuck them. 
Have you seen the fucking, like, fucking box? Oh my god, it looks like two special ed students having a slap fight over Skittles. All right. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it looks like. Okay, so they pissed me off more than the scene in Terrifier. <laughs> oh, damn. And we all know oh, that Oh, damn. Scene. We know that scene. Oh, damn. I, I showed them boxing to my seven-year-old, and she was like, Dad, that looks like how I fight. <laughs> it's like Good damn god fuck them seven year old says you bad <laughs> the island boys attack a small podcast for making fun of how they slap box because it actually looks <laughs> like slap boxing fuck out <laughs> all right we'll fight you we'll fight you bro where's okay. my baby powder all right we'll fight you in my front yard come on bring baby it on. oil baby oil come on bring gloves i'll fight you i'll box you right fucking now I don't care. I don't know how to box and I'll throw <laughs> hands with you. <laughs> I don't like, even have hands. pants is now, the island boys. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I don't even have hands. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> I'll use elbows and nothing but. <laughs> I use my teeth. I'm going to fight you like, I'm going to fight you and I'm going to act like a midget the entire time. <laughs> little white ass leg stance and waddling all weird towards him. <laughs> Like a baby with a full diaper. <laughs> Long leg, short body? Yeah. <laughs> Long body, short leg? <laughs> I know a short man if we call him up and say, this is who you fight in, uh, I'm pretty sure he'd show up. Yeah. <laughs> I do too. But anyways, anyways. Actually, I would call the movie Shin Pads. Oh, no, wait, I can't because Adam Green hasn't made the fucking movie yet. Yeah, Adam, what's up? Make that fucking movie, Adam. Adam Green, we're sir. Gonna a, we're going to make it a point to harass you every podcast until somebody tells you to listen to us. So, uh, Adam Green, shin pads, bud. Sir. Shin pads. Sir. Okay, you're sir. Adam. <laughs> sir. <laughs> sir. Sir. Shin pads. Sir. Sir. Adam Green, sir. Not name dropping. but <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, so like, I think that would be a very interesting movie. Um, mainly for the fact that kills are going to be easy for it. Um, everything is going to be practical, but you can actually have a decent or a, a, a better budget for like camera quality. <coughs> like we're obviously not going to make it look like an old school fucking VHS. Nasty. Yeah, <laughs> like those big fuckers that you had to you know have yeah. a back brace for. <laughs> like. It's not. It's not gonna look. It's gonna be obviously digital, but oh. we can transition the video from 720 to 1080 to 4K, depending on pe- di- people's different phones. You know, I know we're talking about a movie we'd make, but can I get on a bitch pedestal just for like a minute? Oh, bitch away. Okay. VHS 94. Uh huh. Right. I thought that was a pretty good movie. And, you know, it wasn't as good as all the originals, you know, especially not as good as one and two. Oh, no. But then VHS 99 came out, and I watched it. How <sighs> fucking disappointed was everybody here? Did, did everybody watch that? No. Did you watch it? No. I Chris? watched it. Yeah. Did you watch it? Yeah, we watched you, it at my house. We did watch it at your house. That's right. And then, so were you disappointed by that movie? I, I was... When I say disappointed in that movie, I mean one segment completely fucking ruined it for me, and that was the walking through hell scene. Yeah. Like, it was so stupid. 
like, oh, I'm a, I'm a general in hell. I kill a lot of people, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, no, you're not. Like, how come everybody else is all fucked up looking and demon-like, and you're the only one that looks like G.I. Jane on a meth bender? <laughs> what killed it for me is that the video quality is supposed to be VHS 99. Yeah, and it was when great. I wa- <laughs> when I watched 94, what? I, when, I watched, yeah. when I watched 94, the quality was better. Yeah. And, like, 99, the quality was shit. So tell me, in five years, did our fucking video quality go that much to shit? No, it did not. So I want to know why 99 was such crappy quality compared to 94, which I expected 94 to have kind of a crappy quality considering video cameras then were them big motherfuckers you had to fucking haul on your shoulder. You know? I... I, I don't... I can't explain why it looks like that. Like, I... The movie, I don't want to say it was bad, but more or less, it was disappointing. I agree. Look, like, that's it, not mad. I'm just disappointed in yeah. it. Exactly. It's like, I, I expected so much out of it, because I love the VHS series. Shudder, I already used all my yelling on Halloween Halloween ends tonight. It's okay. <laughs> yeah, almost threw I'm me into di- an I'm asthma attack. I'm just disappointed. <laughs> you should definitely make another VHS, and you should do it like... VHS 2012 or some shit like that. I don't care. Just take another swing, champ, because you kind of disappointed me this last time. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm definitely not going to sit there and be like, oh, I'm going to boycott VHS. Like, no. It, no. I'll still watch the next one because just because they, they do get more creative. I hope so. But that <laughs> walking through hell scene just kind of... It was just... It was so boring and it just didn't make any sense and what was up with the people fucking worshipping a satan that was already in there and i'm like what what the fuck's going on <laughs> it was just dumb all around dumb okay so i apologize i just want to bring that up because i made a tech talk about it and <laughs> nobody really could tell but a lot of people agree that they did not like 99 they prefer 94 if they had to pick but anyway, back to our movie yes <clears throat> so best movie ever <laughs> <laughs> Best movie ever that four brain cells can come up with. <laughs> uh, okay, three and a half. I'm, not, a half. I'm not here. Uh, you might as well say three then. Yeah. <laughs> okay, our last one brain cell combined. Yeah, pretty much. Um, so, found footage horror that touches on social, like using for social media. I'd make all of his recordings like 720p. Yeah. Like more gritty, yeah. Like, like he's obviously using an older camera, and but, like make like people with iPhones have like the 4K quality, and people oh, with yes, Samsungs have the definitely. 1080, and just bounce the quality like that. Something I would like to see Bobby do though. So I'm gonna make a Faces of Death reference. Uh huh. Do you remember that guy that? Was so obsessed with Bjork. Yeah. He painted his face and made those series of fucked up videos. Yeah, I remember. Himself. Yeah. Like, I want to I wanna see Bobby, since he's going to be that scare performer, that scare actor, and he's going to basically push himself uh, to the point where he's no longer happy, uh, you know, just acting it out. He wants to do it for real. Yeah. But there should be 
a small series of testimonials from him where he wears his mask or he paints his face. One of the two, one of those things. So it kind of gives a good story. See, I, I like the mask idea because that's what he wore in the haunt. Yeah, yeah. And that's what he continues to wear. That's his. That's his. I, I no longer that mask has finally disintegrated. Yeah, but you can make another one. Let's make another one. You can make a one. Yeah, <laughs> you already have one. Good, and it's just you know you can make him dirty but constantly bloody behind the mask, and nobody yeah. knows why. Right, you know, it can be shades of Texas Chainsaw, make it human skin, or make it to where like when they're walking through the woods, they're running into a bunch of skinned dead animals, and he's wearing you know squirrels on his fucking head or some shit. Uh. Squirrels in my pants. <laughs> you know, it has a whole bunch of dead rabbits hanging from strings and shit all around his ca- cabin. You know. Just really fuck him up. And no, I, I think it's great that no one... It's a haunt. So people are like, oh, these are really good effects. And yeah. that's what takes well, so long into well, getting like, caught. Like an abandoned haunt. Yeah. And it, the haunt got abandoned because of, you know, the murders there and lawsuits up the ass. And I would like to do, like, uh, a fake news bulletin. Uh-huh. You know what I'm saying? Like once the once like mate like because your your first kill is gonna have to be like real fucking iconic. You're gonna have to kill like two or three people at one time in one area, and then that's when the fake news report's gonna come up, and people are gonna see it and they're gonna ignore it because they're gonna be on their fucking phones. That you know we can find so many ways to just make it absolutely fucking realistic. Yeah. And, you know, we can easily pay, you know, local news anchors like, hey, $10,000 to each of you just reading this out. Just get somebody and pay them 20 bucks to read a few lines on a camera off a script with a microphone in their hand. You know, there's plenty of people that would like their fucking like 15 minutes of fame just to be in a cheap, low budget horror movie. Yeah, like as the on field reporter. Yeah. And this is Karen, you know, this is Karen Copland, Channel 9 News. You know? <laughs> Thank you, Steve. I made it, Ma! <laughs> like, you could even, like, you could even use that camera. Like, that could be how you get your your death camera. Was that when she does the cut, you know, and the camera's still rolling for the camera guy, is like, hey, Jane. What's that behind you? And then when you go, when she turns around, she gets stabbed in the fucking throat. And then you chop the fucking, chop the fucking camera guy's arm off. And then <laughs> like, bam, there you go. <laughs> the now only, you have your own death camera. <laughs> the only thing I can think of right now is the kill scene with Sherry O'Terry in Scary Movie 1. Is <laughs> 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 her... <laughs> That's the only thing I can think of right now. I just watched it yesterday. But see, like, that's the thing. I would want it to have bits of comedic relief. It doesn't have to be all serious all the time because uh, (laughs) nobody's that serious all the fucking time. No, but that would be a little bit of a comedic relief right there because you think about it, like, she's all bubbly and giggly and then she just gets stabbed in the fucking throat out of nowhere. Yep. And then he just gets so enthralled, like, ooh, a camera. And he just takes the fucking camera with him and starts recording his killings. Like, that's pretty funny if you actually think about it. And, like, make him, like, not, like, necessarily giggle, 
But like maybe scream, like give a bitch scream, just while you're just ah! ooh camera. Oh, so and then Texas just walk- Chainsaw <laughs> Massacre style when he does talk. Yeah, <laughs> raggle fraggle. <laughs> ooh camera, you good, Bubba? <laughs> or that laugh? Yes. Oh camera. <laughs> <laughs> I would have Josh dub over some scenes just just for that voice. Like, Ooh, camera. <laughs> you imagine though, like you'd be this big hulking, scary ass fucking serial killer with a mask on a butcher, and then you just have that laugh like that. <laughs> you mean Adam? <laughs> <laughs> Can we put some more like? For- because on the comedic relief, could we put it to where, like, he can't run as far as fast? <laughs> that's why he has to set traps. <laughs> hey, that's a good idea, though. It really is, though. But, I mean, killing, killing like, a fucking uh, an influencer or something, like, just, you know, I'm not saying this that all influencers mm-hmm. suck, but, you know, we all know the real douchey ones that are real self-absorbed and annoying... Oh, Perez Hilton. Have you kill one of them? You know, somebody like that. You have their character real, I'd, real I'd self like, and douchey, you know? I'd almost so have, themselves. Like, um, like, one of the, uh, like, more known, like, bodybuilder influencers. <laughs> like, oh, yeah, if Get he comes out. Get big old Yeah, like, oh, yeah, if, down he, for if he comes out, you know, he flexes his you know, muscle. Like, I got something for him, and then his arm just drops off of his shoulder because it got fucking cut off. Huh. <laughs> like, in mid-flex, he just... Here, and the arm falls off, and then he just realizes, like, "Oh, I'm fucked." <laughs> oh, oh! By the way, uh, Mr. Green, Galveston, sir. I want to see more. How? Holliston. Holliston. Sorry. Damn it. Yes, I'm Adam really Green. I'm really fucking stoned. <laughs> yes, <On> the Green. <laughs> yes, Adam Green and Adam Green only. Adam Green only. (laughs) So y'all have been mentioning that a lot. I have no idea what's going on. (laughs) That's fine. You'll know when it happens. (laughs) If it happens. If it happens. Adam Green, the director of Frozen, not the Disney movie. (laughs) (laughs) Adam Green, the creator of Hatchet. Not the shitty book we had to read in sixth grade. Oh, God. <laughs> I had to read that in fourth grade. <laughs> I didn't have to read it at all. I read it voluntarily. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, you learned to read? <laughs> <laughs> Lucky. <laughs> Hi, I'm Bobby. I'm 31, and I never fucking learned how to read. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> so, yeah, so... Th- I think that would actually be, like, a very doable movie, but not with, like, the budget we have in our pockets right now. <laughs> oh, so they don't take pocket lint. <laughs> I got a butt in. But for a million dollars, we can easily make that movie. Uh-huh. Easily. We can, make, we can make something happen. I don't know if it would be a full-length movie. It might be about 45 minutes, but shit. I think we can get a lot done in 45 minutes. I think it's found footage. I think I think I think between the four of us and a million dollars we could we we could do like a full like hour and a half. I'd say like 
I'd say like 70 minutes. I'm fine with that. 70 minutes? Yeah, like 70 minutes. Just over okay. an hour. Okay. That's the best part about found footage is that the entire scenario of the movie can span days, months, if you wanted it to, but you can just shrink it down to the most exciting moments. Uh-huh. You know, and the ending of the movie, I, I would say, like, he's... Like, the killer, like, gets injured, but he still kills that victim. Like, nobody lives in this fucking thing. And he takes the camera and fucking drops it off at somebody's house and then dies on their front porch. So that way... Yeah, kills... Yeah, kills himself. I mean, that would be... That would be a crazy end to it after he's done. I mean... He seems like a very self-aware killer. Like, he can feel himself slipping into that... A uh, gray area of reality yeah. and fiction, and at the end of it, he's like, "My life is over. I might as well go out with a bang." Yeah, that would be a pretty dope movie to watch. Honestly, because it it doesn't have a good ending, or it doesn't have a happy shock ending. And all everybody, I yeah. mean. I want to break all the rules of a horror movie while still following them, and yeah. that is possible. Yeah, and nobody, nobody gets justice. Nobody is satisfied. Nobody killed the killer. The killer killed himself. It's so bittersweet. It's like, yeah, he's dead, but damn. Like, damn. He's dead, but you know he's going to live on in thought and in memory. He's always going to be that urban legend boogeyman. Like, that just concreted his legend, and he's going to be forever infamous. If we could make that movie, even even with a million dollars, you would go down as an iconic slasher, your character. Mm -hmm. Because, I mean, yeah. There's a 10-year gap. Variations have been done of that, but the way we put it together... You you would be a legend. At least a Midwest legend. A Midwest legend, yes. In Indiana, maybe Ohio. Well, I'm talking like the entire Midwest. Oh, okay. That works too. Yeah, like, you think about it, like, there's a 10-year gap in that movie between 2012 and 2022. Yeah, but we could do revamps, like, what, uh-huh. like Butcher Goes to California or something. <laughs> <laughs> no, see, I, it's a one and done in the my The Butcher book. Gets a Girlfriend. <laughs> no, never touch it again. <laughs> because it's very rare, a sequel. Dirty Dancing? As good. Not Dirty Dancing, Ghost. Than the original. But see, that's where I, I'm going to disagree on that one. We can make the sequel just as good, but we have to put a lot more effort into it. We have to, we have to capture that lightning in a bottle again. Well, also sequels could just be unused clips, like since it's all found footagey. Yeah, and he's self-aware. Uh huh. Oh, this kill wasn't good enough. I can see it a little more comedy in the sequel. Uh, make it, I'd make it from a detective's perspective. (laughs) Oh yeah. Reviewing, yeah. Yeah. Reviewing the, reviewing the footage, pick up the move, the, the movie where it left off. And like the opening of the movie would be the guy walking out and finding, Oh shit, there's a camera, blah, blah, blah. And it records all the way up to the police grabbing the camera. Yes. And then it goes into an actual cinematic version, small cinematic version of Uh a detective, 
going through the case files and he's like, I'm going to bring up the videotapes. And then a good portion of the movie is you killing certain people that are on the missing lists and whatnot. So that's the big meat of the you know killings right there. But like make it reveal something like, like d- definitely not seen like a little bit more into a personal life, like how you lived there like what what was going on mentally like make him f- make that audience feel for who you were as a person Uncle and how Kevin, it's no. <laughs> <laughs> something like that uncle carl but <laughs> props if you know where that's from um <laughs> but uh make it make it something like like almost supernatural like you're doing logical yeah like you're you're doing these huge feats of strength with, you know, maintaining the same body shape for 10 years. It's it like, make it like really baffling of like why you killed them and like behind the scenes of like the actual kills. So like cuddling with a corpse or something fucked up like that, like extreme loneliness, throw that in there, make it a seem failed like, attempt at necromancy. Yeah. Make it seem like you're human. And it reminds everybody, like, he is, he was just a dude. And then, I don't know, kill the detective in the end. And get your camera back. That's my camera, bitch. We'd have to bring it back alive, like maybe Jason Voorhees style. Like, a little bit of lightning to the chest. But... (laughs) Cast a short person to do a voodoo. I rise up Uh, off the slab and kill again. The slab. Yeah, don't kill yourself. Just collapse on the porch and have... Like, that could be the The third... The good old fake-out death. Well, that could be the third movie where the EMT, you know, where the coroner that pronounced you dead fucked up his job and now the town hates him. So instead of making it a three-movie series, why not turn it into a three-part anthology film? I, I like that. Because yeah. I mean, because I think all of us can agree that anthology that we all like anthologies. A found footage slasher anthology with one overarching narrative. That's also funny. <laughs> That's also funny. <laughs> <laughs> I've never seen that done. I want to see that done. Someone. Someone, Adam Green, pay us a million dollars. (laughs) Each. (laughs) Each. You can help direct. He's going to, if he, if he actually like hears this or hears one of them. He's going to start getting really annoyed. <laughs> I can't wait. <laughs> I really do like you, dude. I just want your attention. I like you a lot. Not in a weird way. <laughs> yeah, not in the creepy, you know, uh, we're going to send you I like and- you. <laughs> I want you to come hang out and watch a scary movie with us, bro. Come on now. Like, and Not in the sense of like, oh, we like you to the point where you know we have a shrine built to you. It's just that we think you're a really cool guy. Just hey, a neat fellow. Speak for yourself. Who I have a shrine to is my own business. <laughs> Adam Green. Anyways, so that's been an hour. That's been an hour thirty, guys. We're gonna go ahead and call it here. 
Uh, lovely episode. Next time, I have no idea what we're going to talk about. It'll be something, though. Unless yeah. somebody wants to call it out, you know. Um, we could talk shit about sequels. I would love to talk shit about sequels. <laughs> I really would. Because there's some of them out there. It's like, why? Why did you even do that? <laughs> yes, okay. Next episode, talking shit about sequels, alright? Possibly some prequels. <laughs> <laughs> Agreed. Yeah, that, that fits the name. The pre-sequels, got you. Pre-sequels. <laughs> alright, I'm DJ. I'm Josh. I'm Bobby. I'm Chris. Bye! Hey, this is DJ, the host of The Slab. And this is Chris, I'm the co-host of The Slab. And do you see a tattoo in your fe- in your future? I know I do. Then we definitely need to go to Tarot Tattoo, located right here in Richmond, Indiana. 711 South 9th Street, to be exact. Area code 47374. We would like to start off by saying that we are in no way, shape, or sponsored by Tarot Tattoo. Yeah, we are not getting any money from them at all for doing this. This is a female-ran business, and these women are just an absolute delight to be around. Oh, definitely. They're funny. They're in your face. They're very forward-thinking. They're very accepting of absolutely everybody. So this is the place to go, especially just for the good vibes. Decent prices. You can definitely check out their link to their Facebook and to their their website in the description of this this podcast going forward. Uh, Bobby, who is here with us a lot, actually just recently got a tattoo from there from uh, one of the artists, and it is fucking amazing. It absolutely looks great. The line work is some of the cleanest line work I've seen in a while around here. So remember, that's Tarot Tattoo in Richmond, Indiana, 47374, 711 South 9th Street. Remember to turn on G and park in the back.